A very good evening and warm welcome to everyone joining us this session this evening. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, just a small note before you start your testimonies, please remember to keep them short and specific to the point. If they are longer or you need to provide more detail, you're more than welcome to share that extended testimony on our Telegram group. But here, just in the interest of giving everyone an opportunity and in the interest of time, please keep them short. Thank you. Yeah, who would like to go first? I'll Hello. go first, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Maria, you can follow after her then. Okay. Good evening. Uh, praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. I'm Anjali, and I'm using my husband's mobile as a shaker. Okay, I would like to thank the Lord for this week. He has taken care of us, blessed us financially, our job and the salary we get on time. I thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. It all belongs to you and you have blessed me, my family, Lord. I thank and praise you, Lord. Also, thank you, Lord, for healing my mother, my husband, Lord Jesus, blessing all us all and blessing my me with a good colleagues and boss, Lord Jesus. I thank and praise you. Thank and praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you and praise. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, my yes. I would like to give thanks and praise to God Almighty for showering my family and me with countless blessings time and again. Today, I would like to especially praise God, his glorious name, for keeping my daughters safe from the clutches of the evil one and for taking both my daughters safely to Australia after a lot of hiccups. I felt that my daughter was under some kind of bondage that was keeping her back from wanting to go back to Australia just a few days before her departure. In my distress, I cried out to our Lord to deliver her from whatever bondage she was going through and was holding her back and kept praying the agreement prayer with her and also recited and prayed the prayer of agreement with the, with the prayer warriors of the Brisbane prayer group and praise God she was miraculously out of the stronghold and went back happily to Melbourne. Also, I would like to state that at this time, uh, I was listening. I always have the habit of listening to the morning encounters, the repeat. And those three days which I listened to the encounters of Russell, it was so apt to my circumstance of forgiveness. And I truly thought that that was a, the complete thing that needed, you know, it was needed in my daughter's life. And I kept telling her, with, along with her, I kept telling her to, you know, keep uh, repeat, to hear it on and on again. And I can today say that she has been completely healed. And I like to praise God, Abba Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And I know that they will continue to look after my two daughters while they are away from us. And I always cover them with his precious blood. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Love you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Brother Lester, this is Jude with you. Yes, Jude, go ahead. Yes, go ahead, brother. Um, we can't. We can't hear you. Now the sound is broken. We can't hear you, brother. 
um, uh, uh, we had to do some. Praise God. There is no sound coming through, brother. Okay, in the meanwhile, we have, yeah, yes, yeah, Sharon, go ahead with your testimony. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Good morning to all of you. Uh, I would like to testify about my daughter, Naomi. Um, uh, her, she's in the 10th grade now, and uh, she was not doing very well in maths and science. <clears throat> Because these two years, the, the online classes, she just did what was required of her. And, you know, um, she couldn't, although she didn't understand, sometimes she never said anything. She just did what was there and did that. I guess in the exams also, they may have copied. I don't know. I asked her, but she said no. But, you know, online how it is. So these uh, two years she went through. But this year, going physically, she couldn't uh, understand and she was in between getting these panic attacks. And uh, last time I had asked how to reach out for a prayer warrior or a, you know, prayer partner. So the brother Vivek, or brother, he said, uh, we have it on Instagram. So you can check there. I hope you can hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So. Then I uh, reached out to Brother Russell, and uh, he said, "Okay, he will he will join us as a prayer partner." And uh, he 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 called at a convenient time for both of us. Then he prayed over my daughter, and he prayed for my family. And I could see a considerable change in her. And this time, when she got her results. Where she had got 12 marks in the previous exam, this time she got 32, which was amazing. Like it built her confidence as well. So, yeah, it is God's grace. And the prayer partner is so much required because the Lord has said, where two or three gathered in my name, I am with you. So I believe the brother Russell has really prayed with his heart, with us, like which had tears in our eyes, my daughter's as well as mine. Because we were go we are going through, you know, it's like everything comes at one time. Your family side, your child's education, we don't know now what she what needs to be done next. So yeah, this part at least has, you know, come above our expectations. So it's very important that uh, we have a prayer partner. And uh, bless and thank God for Brother Russell who agreed, who prayed for us, with us. Um, I really sincerely thank him from the bottom of my heart and this uh, Melbourne prayer group where we always hear every morning Brother Vivek will say, please reach out and give a testimony. But somehow you feel there is so much to thank God for, but how to put it in words? We cannot express ourselves like with biblical verses, you know, although we understand, we know a few of them, but still, when we pray with our heart, how the Lord hears us, that's what I want to thank and praise God. 
for everything. And this is my test, brother. God willing, next Friday I will give another one. Praise God, sister. You know when a child cries, a mother knows exactly what that cry is about. Yeah, a mother knows exactly what that child is crying about. That is your God as well. So you don't need to pull scriptures out from the Bible to say thank you to him. All you need to just say from the bottom of your heart, meaning it 100%, three words. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. He knows exactly what you are saying. You are Brother Russell? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Hi. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Praise God. All, all praise and glory should always be to God and your thank yous should be to God. It, there, there is no yes, power yes. at any brother Russell or any brother Vivek or anyone. It is yes, just, yes, about, yes. do you know, it's, it's the best, simplest example of that is a pipe that delivers water to the tap in our house. Every such prayer partner or every such preacher, every such teacher, whoever is praying with and for you is just that pipe. They can get wet a little with that water, but they cannot be the water. It is the water only that brings life. So all glory and praise and thanks to him. The yes, source, yes. The river and glory to God. Yeah. But brother, it's very important. Now I have realized the importance of a prayer partner. You That's know? good. It's, and yes. the best part is anybody in your family, around you, your friend, anyone can be a prayer partner so long as they're willing to yes. put their faith in Jesus and pray with you. Anybody can be a prayer partner. There is yes, nobody brother. who is powerful or anything. He just said wherever two or three are gathered. He never said yes, wherever you and a preacher are gathered or wherever you and a man of God are mm -hmm. gathered, then there will be signs and wonders. He never said that. He just yeah. said where two or three, any two or any three, anybody. Amen. Amen. Next month, next week, I'll give about my husband as well. Amen. Praise God. Let it be so. Amen. We believe it and we receive it. Amen. Let it come to you then. He can't Amen. stop it. He will not stop it. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you too. Yes. Who else would like to share their testimony next? It's wonderful to have these testimonies where people understand that power of prayer, the concepts that the Bible gives us, and then we put that into practice. That is real testimony for us. That is the real your sound still wasn't clear, Jude. I think the, your internet connection probably is some has some issue somewhere. Yes, who else would? Do you want to try again, Jude? Mm, no, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. Praise the Lord, Brother Russell. Yeah, go ahead, Eden. Uh, praise and thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. I think uh, Jude is still trying. Yeah. His, his microphone's off. Sometimes Zoom does yeah. this bit of an issue where it comes delayed. It comes delayed. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So... Okay, can I continue, brother? Yes, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Um, you know, I would like I would like to thank the Lord for being my source 
and provider and most of all the inner strength that he gave me when I lost my daughter 14 years back and I had to bring up her children then. I want to th thank and praise God that her children, Radhana and Ibadat, daughter and son, uh, studied and are now working in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, he was really my strength to think of it now. And I want to thank him. I mean, the number of thank yous that I speak would be less for what he did. They, they are, Aradhana just celebrated her 25th birthday on the 8th. And she's 25 years. And I don't, I, I just don't know, you know, to thank the Lord that he, he was there with me. But though I had to, I was their grandmother, but the privilege of being a mother again to them, he was with me. I thank and praise you that his blessings were upon me and, have over, and has overtaken us right now. And we are truly blessed. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Brother Russell, that I am also blessed to every morning for the, to, for the Lord's encounter. Of course, I was missing at times because I had gone out on vacation. But now that I'm back, you know, earlier I had to put an alarm, but, but I don't need it now. He just wakes me at that right time. That's much. He loves me. And I yes. love him too. Thank you, Brother Russell. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That all that's all he seeks. He just seeks to have that close, intimate relationship with each of us. Yes, Brother Russell. I believe in it. Amen. 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 And that's what we will be covering in today's session as well. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you. I might read a testimony here, one that was sent to me. This is from... Brother Ryan, who's uh, in the UK, and he just messaged me with his testimony as he can't attend a session. He's at work right now. So this was from yesterday, the 9th of Feb, where he said, since 5 a.m. in the morning, we had a major failure in all our boilers, thereby losing heating and hot water to our buildings. Now, this being a hospital with many buildings, all patients and staff had to suffer in the cold especially critical patients. At about 10 a.m., I went to the nearby toilet and began to pray loudly, blessing the work of the hands of our technician's team. I'm making a prayer of agreement with the Holy Spirit as per Matthew 18, 19. An hour later, we began to see change coming and the boilers picking up and providing heating and hot water to all systems. I give glory and honor and praise to Abba Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit for restoring and protecting all systems, staff, and patients in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for that testimony. You always look after your own. You never abandon them. This is what your word says as well. Thank you, Jesus. Not even that hundred sheep. Thank you, Lord. Who would like to go next? Hello, brother. This is Veera. Yeah, Veera, go ahead. And I would like to praise and thank the Lord for keeping me alive for this week that has gone past by and for keeping me connected to this prayer group that has been my strength day in and day out. 
I like to thank the Lord for giving me work all week last week, and uh, the place where I work, they even offered me work for the coming week. Uh, but today I got my contract for my permanent job, uh, which I will be starting from Monday. Uh, so I told them that I would not able to continue working with them. And I like to praise and thank the Lord. This is nothing but just a miracle which has happened so quick. It's all because of the agreement prayers that we have learned to make in this group. And uh, even last week, I made agreement prayers with uh, my sisters and with Sister Janela just for the Lord to lead me, you know, take the right step. Uh, and I know he is there with me. And I can see Ephesians 3.20 really working in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Revelations 19 says, He is called faithful. That is his name. That is what we all should live by. That trust, that confidence that comes from that one line. He is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Uh, Brother Russell, I'd like to uh, uh, thank, uh, give glory to God in His holiness to all this uh, this wonderful group. Uh, the, the Word of God, uh, the I confess boldly that I um, say that after through my tongue the power of, the, of His Word that goes out in existence is for me, and my family, and to all those. Uh, brothers and sisters in the Holy Spirit prayer group here in Australia and throughout the world. Those blessings of this part of the word that just, just transcends right through our lives. Like is the manifestations that he's <coughs> creating in all all our lives and all different people in their unique circumstances and their blessings uh, to those ones who are in need of help, especially those uh, uh, that are in uh, having trouble uh, overseas with uh, with all signs of uh, different um, uh, with weather, uh, with spiritual attacks, depression, you know, even to all those kids who uh, you know haven't uh, who are left school and are looking for work um, that they learn that they learn the Bible. And, the, and his worthy truth so uh, they can have more uh, a greater success and comfort when things are not going good when they feel a little bit uh, discouraged uh, that the that the word has can feed their patience and diligence and can make and strengthen strengthen them in times of uh, doubt. And like when we were like that, when we all started before we came into the workforce, like like thank, thank the Lord that is the that His Word is Spirit, and this is where it all happens in the spirit world, in their souls and in their minds, where it gives them peace and assurance to combat any adversaries that come in, any um, deep anxiety attacks, or whatever. It gives them confidence, how to face adversities and. Uh, and also turns it around into a blessing to uh, 
fire their spirits up with the Holy Spirit. I like to thank the Lord for the um, for our lifestyle, the the blessings and the angels and the ministering spirits that keep the bad weather away, that answers our prayers and accidents to keep us safe. And even at work, they're constantly working with us wherever we go. So I like to thank the Lord for my family, my my parents, my my children and children's children that they keep off, um, you know, that when they go and make bad choices, that they always lead them back into the right path, into um, salvation and, and life everlasting. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for the, all the prayers that you put out for us. And, as, and in return, we pray for those who really see. I'd like to thank for the technology these days that we get to make it much more easier to see things throughout the world and, and uh, to uh, focus on things which matter. And all we have to do is uh, get in communion with to, to the Holy Spirit to pray and the Lord have this confidence that our, that our Lord always listens and hears us, even though we're sinners who are not always pure in our thoughts. I like to thank the Holy Spirit for interceding and lead us back onto the right path and aligns ourselves to the word of God. Otherwise, our prayers won't be answered. It has to be. We do not take his uh, word. It's no joke. It's it's uh, serious and always leads to always keep the fear of the Lord in us. I thank you, Lord, and I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, everyone, for these wonderful teachers and reflections. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And like we always say at every session, if you are being blessed by this session, share them. Now you've confessed Luke 6, 38, where it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Now that is not only about money. That is not only about material. You want to be blessed in a particular area, pray for others in that area. Give that same prayer. Lord, bless them. That person's looking for a job. I know I'm looking as well, but Lord, that person's looking for a job. Bless them with the job. Give and it shall be given unto you as well. You are holding on to your faith. You are blessing others. You are being a blessing. You are fulfilling his commandment. That's what we need to remember. You know, in, in, you know, that's part of our learnings, what we really need to pick up from the Bible. And then what we receive through that faith, we put it into action. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Russell, can I go next? Yes, brother. Go ahead, brother. Uh, praise God. I really want to thank and praise God for a wonderful week gone by. A uh, lot of learnings and and such such a mighty anointing during the morning encounters. I'm so blessed to be part of this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. And uh, for the, the rosary sessions and everyone so beautifully who leads it so wonderfully. And I believe we're just becoming like a spiritual family now. Each one is praying for one another. Uh, it's no more like a, just a prayer group, but I guess it's yeah. a closely knitted spiritual family. And uh, I guess, brother, your teachings in the morning just inspire us to reach out to others and share, as you rightly said, without sharing, uh, there is no, uh, God's kingdom is all about giving. And uh, God was a giver, as you said, in, you know, John 3, 16, 
God gave his son, so he gave. Uh, from the cross, he gave and he forgave. Um, and I guess we get, get and forget. And that's who we are. But he still loves us. And the agape love is all about giving. So Luke 6.38 is all about giving. It's giving to such an extent is that you smile, you give. It's it's giving in every aspect of life. So today I would like to thank and praise God that uh, that touched me that I have to continue giving. And to live a Christ life is more about giving because you see the good in others and thank God for all the wonderful things he has done for the little things. Today I'm alive, I thank God. Today I'm able to attend, I thank and praise God. Uh, I give glory to God for everything that he does, for the little things um, and everything, that everything is only through him and in him and only for him. And only in him we move and we have. he has his being in us. I thank the Holy Spirit for giving us this wonderful opportunity that we can come together on a Friday and uh, and every for every session and come and have that fellowship and communion with Christ. I give glory and honor for everything that happens uh, to everyone and for the wonderful testimonies today, for these powerful testimonies. I pray that we stand out and have more prayer partners. Wherever people want partners, I'm sure we can reach out to one another uh, and we'll find someone to pray with us. If you have nobody to pray, as I always say, the Holy Spirit is the best prayer partner. Try to just once, if you have nobody, to say, Holy Spirit, you are my prayer partner. Um, use Matthew 18, 19 and see how instant the results are. With faith, if you pray, uh, God just answers that prayer. Thank Amen. and praise you for the wonderful learnings. And uh, yeah, brother, looking Thank forward you, to this wonderful and powerful series that you're going to have for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'd like to thank God for the, the wonderful things he's doing in my life as well. And it's it's not so much about the everyday little miracles that you see. There's numerous. The very fact that we open our eyes every morning is nothing short of a big miracle. But life is meant to be more than that. So it's more of learning his systems that he has made available to us. And he said, my plan for you is abundance and dominion. So that's what it's all about. But thank you, Father, when you reveal all those wonderful gems in your word that brings transformation in our lives. Every day, there is some dark corner being eliminated and replaced by your light in my life every single day. Thank you, Jesus, that you are working on me, that you do not give up on me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the breath of life for and for keeping me alive today. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to be part of the Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you for renewing our minds, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the spiritual authority that you have blessed us, each and every one of us, or our family members. Thank you, Lord, for the destiny helpers that you have brought into our lives. Thank you, Lord, for the hedge of protection around each and every member of our family and each and every member of the Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you, Lord, for your word and for your revelations that you pour into our hearts each day. Thank you, Lord, for providing for our jobs, for our schools, for our colleges. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with a family today and with our friends. Thank you, Lord, for being our way maker, our promise keeper, our light in the darkness that we go through, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all the answered prayers on this altar. Thank you, Lord, for working for our good in every situation and circumstance, Lord, in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
yes, who else would like to share with, with all of us what the Lord is doing in their lives? Anything that he's done spiritually to you in the last week after you have listened to that renewing your mind teaching? Who has experienced a difference there? Please unmute and share. Brothers, um, Jane here, brother. Yes, go ahead, Sister Jane. Uh, I want to thank the Lord for the week gone by, brother, for all his teachings, for all his anointing, and for the powerful teaching last week. Um, so after the after last week's teaching, I have taken two decisions to meditate the word daily, which which I had done before, but I have not done for for last year. I was not consistent in that, so I have made up my mind to meditate the word daily. And uh, I have started commanding my mornings. So before it was reading from a book, with the, reading the prayer. But now it is, I have made my own commandings and I have, and I'm doing it daily. So that is a change that brought me. And uh, the, and uh, in my Bible study, I read, uh, it is different from before. Uh, I take up only one chapter, not many, and read it with understanding. And Helen asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the scriptures through it. So that is a different a difference I see from uh, the after the teachings. Praise God. Brother Russell, Shanine here, I'd just like to praise and thank the Lord just for the gift of his word, the gift of life, the gift of our very breath, the very gift that we can praise and worship him, the gift of the prayers of each other, just to know that there's someone praying for us all the time and we are praying for others all the time. I'd like to give glory and praise and thanks to the Lord. I had been praying and commanding um, a situation for somebody who was having a court mention and that has been successful. So I give glory and praise to God and I, I proclaim and prophesy that as they move forward in that case, that finances will be in abundance for them to continue to, to fight that, that injustice. And I praise and thank the Lord for that. I'd like to thank for the gift of the family of this group. What a blessing. And, and just all the little miracles that, as you say, happens in our everyday life. And we just praise and thank him for that. And I thank the Lord for the powerful morning encounters, for Brother Savio's powerful, powerful reflections. Thank you, Brother Vivek, for your powerful teachings. And all glory and praise to God for that. We yes. take all of the praise. All the praise goes to him. We are just instruments in God's vineyard. We praise and thank you, Lord, that we are part of your spiritual Mission Hospital, because, Lord, there's so many people hurting, so many people suffering, Lord, and we praise and thank you that we are your spiritual doctors and nurses in, in, in this world, and we give glory to God for that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And we come in agreement with that prayer that you made for the person you are praying. Lord, let there be abundance in that person's life. No matter what everyone else says around him about a casting down, we declare, we prophesy in your name, Jesus, that there is a lifting up for what the Lord has lifted up and kept close to himself. 
when the Lord is for him, no one, no one, no one can be against him and stand victorious. He has overcome the world and stands in victory because Jesus first did it for him. We thank you, Lord. We come in agreement with that prayer and we speak that abundance over his life. Let it come to him in the name of Jesus. Amen, Father. Amen. I'll just read Brother Jude's testimony as well. He's managed to type it in the chat because of internet connections. He wasn't able to speak. So he has said they had to do some tiling work at home and therefore were seeing contractors. But they all were quoting too high, which was beyond their budget. And therefore, they were disappointed. And in that disappointment, he and his wife were prompted by the Holy Spirit to make a prayer of agreement. And immediately, the very next contractor who came gave them a quote which was half the price and with better options as well. Now he says their work has started yesterday and has just got completed a few hours ago. All glory to our God Almighty in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, anyone else would like to share a testimony? Someone who has been blessed Brother, by last week's teaching. This is Rashmi here. Yes, Rashmi. I would like to praise and thank the Lord for the gift of life or all the blessings we have received. Um, every day we, we we miss out on the miracles. But, you know, as per the, from the wedding time, I, I was just sitting and thinking of all the past things, whatever happened. And I found so many miracles. And I just want to praise and thank the Lord. Like for every little thing, I, oh, this, this did not happen that way. This was perfect for that day. Means those tensions which were there, and now of late, I just don't wait for a prayer partner. I just speak to the Holy Spirit. Previously also, I used to do it while cooking. While, um, I used to always ask the Holy Spirit to guide me on what, what ingredients I should put and how much in quantity so that, you know. But I'd in the between, I'd stopped because of all pressure of the wedding and the tensions and all. And now of late, again, I just pray pray. To the and I speak to the Holy Spirit and tell him, see the sound is too much. There is neighboring buildings that are this thing. And during the uh, Divine Mercy and Rosary, I don't like that sound. And I'm saying a prayer, and you know others are getting disturbed with this thing. So I always pray that the sound is has diminished or it is not there. And it has happened. It has happened that the work has been you know stopped at that much time. And I'm able to say my decade of the Rosary or whatever I want to do at that time. I just thank the Lord for all these miracles. Yes, so the thing today when Sister Shanine was also in the praise and worship, it was like I was just thanking the Lord. Like, so with so much of this thing, we are in our own uh, corners of our house, but Sister has to be there perfectly fine with, you know, and she does her job praying and worshiping the Lord and helps us to grow. Um, Pray and thank God for gift of Sister Shanine, uh, uh, Sister Janella, and all the Divine Mercy and Rosary group, Brother Savio, Brother Russell, Brother Vivek, for teaching us how to pray. You are like a gift to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for all of you in our lives. We are at peace, and we can we we don't have any tension now. I can I can do I can manage everything. The Lord gives me the strength. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is such a privilege because everyone doesn't get it. That is such an honor. 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony of what the Lord is doing in their life, how the teachings are blessing you, how you have implemented it and used and found results? Anyone like to share any of what's any of their stories, their testimonies, what's happening in their life? What is the Lord doing with you? Hello, Brother Russell. Uh, I would yes. like to make one more uh, this thing. Um, I have a habit of keeping the teachings on during the day uh, on the TV. So, you know, everybody can hear it. But sometimes it goes uh, autoplay and it starts, uh, the same teaching is again played again. So, but I have noticed Raj and Dhruv both telling me, hey, we heard this that day. And... I say thank you, Jesus, that not only me, but my entire family is hearing and they know that we have heard it and they're hearing it and hearing it again and again. And we are all blessed, blessed because of this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's the benefit of your connection with God. It is not just you, but your entire family receives whatever anointing is then uh, deposited on you. The favor touches every life that is connected with you. Praise God. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? We can take maybe another one or two, and then we can get started with our teaching session this evening. Yes, is there anyone else who would like to share anything else? Okay, we shall just go into the um, a short, quick series of announcements. Thank you all for your testimonies. All those that have come to this session for the first time on the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group, a warm welcome to all of you. And you can join the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group on our Telegram channel where you can pray with others. I'll just share the link now on our, uh, on our chat in both on YouTube and on Zoom as well. So you can click that link. You'll first have to download the Telegram app. Then you can click the link and join that group, join our prayer group where you can pray with others. And then there's a powerful uh, presence of the Lord there. This is his prayer group. Doesn't belong to any of us. Also, if you are being blessed by um, the teachings here, please um, like and follow our YouTube channel so that you can, um, you can get notifications every time there is a new video posted there. Um, I'd also encourage you to join our session. So we've got uh, morning encounters with the Lord at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. These are on every morning, 365 days a year. 
and then the recordings are made available on our YouTube, on our um, Facebook page, as well as on our Spotify podcast page. We also have our daily rosary sessions that are run weekdays, so Monday to Friday. Monday to Thursday is run at 7 p.m. in the evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time, Brisbane time. And on that's Monday to Thursday. And on Friday, it's run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because we have this Bible study session in the evening. And then along with that, we also have our Friday uh, Divine Mercy. Oh, sorry, uh, we have the Friday Bible study sessions as well. So the daily rosary includes our Divine Mercy uh, chaplet as well with it. And on Fridays, then we have the Bible study session, which is run at 5.30 p.m., starting with praise and worship in the evening followed by scriptures, testimony time, and then our teachings of the evening. Every first Friday of the month, we run our sessions at uh, the church live in person at uh, St. Dimpna's Church in Aspley. We will confirm about the first Friday in March on next Friday, during next Friday's session, we'll confirm whether we're going to run that one in person there. It'll also be aired live, like we always do, but it'll also be available in person. So those of you who are potentially going to be in or around Brisbane on that Friday, the first Friday of March. We encourage you to come. It'll be at St. Dimpna's Church in Aspley. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we get into this session, I ask for your enlightenment, Father, on each one of us. Your presence, your spirit of revelation, the Holy Spirit, to touch each of our lives. So that as we speak and as we hear your word, hearing and hearing by your word, Lord, let it inspire our faith, stir up that faith in us, Lord. Some of it has been dormant for a long time. Let it be stirred. Let your truth be revealed and stand out to each one of us, Lord. So that that truth then, which we have received in Revelation, which we understand by what you have given us, what you have opened our hearts and our minds to understand and pour out your wisdom, Lord. Help us take action. Grant us that boldness to take action on that word. Open our hearts to your ways, Lord, which are much higher than our ways in the flesh. But yet you are patiently willing to come down to our level, pour it into us. We thank you, Father, for that mercy and that grace upon our lives. We thank you, Jesus, and we herald the power now, in our spoken word, as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And I want each of you to declare that it will not return to me empty. It will not fall to the ground. It will not fall to the ground, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that power of life in our tongue, the discernment to choose it as well. Thank you, Jesus. Today we begin a short series on probably be two or three parts. We'll see how we go with with uh, pacing it out. Um, today's this topic would be this God's system of advantage. Now we often pray for miracles, signs, and wonders, but we were not meant to be 
depending on miracles all the time. Miracles are actually God's way of correcting something that didn't go according to plan. He then intervenes, turns it, gives it a U-turn, sometimes changes direction and then brings it to us. So miracles are for those situations that actually went off course when things went wrong. Now what does that tell you? That tells you that we are meant to live according to a course, which is why even earlier I said, you know, when I said thank you for the, for the tiny little miracles every day, but it's not so much about the miracles, it's about God's plan for each of us. And his plan works as a system. And in that system, he created certain patterns for our advantage. When you know what those advantages given to you are, when you know that when everyone is starting at a starting line for a race, but you are given a leverage of five meters to start ahead, then you know that there is a difference. And that is what we're really looking at today. That is what the whole Bible is all about. That is how much he loves you and me, each of us. So today I'd like to get us started on thinking about what these principles are, what that system of advantage is, and then how can we use it in our own prayer life and see results. The Bible is just like learning to drive a car. It is no different. It works under certain laws. And then when you put that car in the first gear and press accelerator, Will it go in the reverse? It won't. It always goes forward when you put the forward gear. When you put reverse, it goes in reverse. It is not designed to break that law. So is your life. It is not designed to break that law. Laws are broken when we, out of our own will, being fooled, beguiled by some wickedness or some misinformation or some evil suggestion, take a different course. So I want us to start looking at God's systems that are made available to us and then how we can use them. Praying with understanding of what he has provisioned for us and made available to us. And then your faith, once you know what is in there, once you understand how to use it, then your confidence increases. That's, that's where your faith now goes from being just hope next level. That's what really hearing and hearing by the word is all about. The Bible is giving you. That's why it's important to stay connected with it every single day to get to know Jesus more and the Bible is not just about showing us or introducing Jesus more to us but it's also more about introducing ourselves to us. Who we are, what is our identity, the whole Bible is that system of advantage that is given to you. So let's let's start with that. First, before we go any, any further, I would like to give some background there about what we're really looking at. God started his journey with man. But before that, when you go right from the start of the Bible, now when we're saying the Bible is a system of advantage, we go right from the start of the Bible. A little background there was that um, God created angels. He created everything. And it all looked wonderful. Lucifer was one of his beautiful sons that he liked so much. 
and then one fine day he decided when pride entered him he decided he wanted more and he wanted authority he rebelled took one third of the angels with him as well a war broke out in heaven and you can read about that war in revelations chapter 12 from verse 7 onwards war broke out in heaven and as a result of that war satan and his fallen angels were thrown down to earth you see that in verse revelations 12 verse 9 and we won't go there just in the interest of time but because this is just the background there and so when genesis 1 verse 2 refers to darkness when you look at the hebrew version it says tohu wa bohu which means chaos and confusion as well there was disorder in some extent on the earth and i'd like to believe that that was because of the ones that were thrown down and then you see that god created man now the main thing here is he created man in his image and his likeness that's your very first advantage your very first system of advantage given to you there is nothing and no one else in all of creation in all of existence even today not just back then even today that is made like him not even any of the angels man only man and next knowing that satan and his fallen angels you saw in revelation 12 that they are thrown down to earth knowing that they are here on earth he gave man dominion right from his first creation when man was first created look at genesis 1 verse 28 brother savio can we go to genesis 1 maybe we can look at a few things there he gave man dominion that's your next advantage so even though satan was knowledgeable capable strong a lot of lot of us in in our early life before we were saved before revelation from the word was given to us yeah we can go to from verse 26 onwards so that we can see what we're talking about 26 to 28 even though he is capable he was in made in god's image more importantly dominion here on earth was given to man man enjoyed a good relationship with god the bible says that adam walked with god god walked with adam in the cool of the day so that relationship that authority is your god given authority your advantage right from the start there god intended for man to be a royal priesthood one that had a relationship with god and one that carried authority so a priest and a royal and that you will see as we go through this series at the bottom of it all that was always and still is his plan for us so let's look at some of these advantages now when you look at these verses on screen there i'm just going to list some of the key advantages um that god gave man the first one is he created us in god's image and likeness now when you look at hebrews 1 verse 3 hebrews 1 verse 3 tells you that jesus is the express image and likeness of god 
which means what you see here in Genesis 1 verse 26 is man was created in the image of Jesus, the way Jesus lived. That was the template that we started off with. And then it got distorted because we chose sin, because we chose the other knowledge that God forbade us. Hebrews 1 verse 3 of the image of Jesus is Genesis 1 verse 26. The exact same. You started off, which means you and me, if we look at our human source, at the start, we were like Jesus in every way. And that's what God wants to restore us back to. That is why we keep saying, you hear Brother Vivek say it, and I say it as much as I can, even in our morning encounters as well. The realm of Galatians 2.20. It is no longer I who live. I have been crucified with Christ. So it is no longer I, the I that Satan kept pointing about in Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15. My flesh, me in the flesh, the sinful one. It is no longer I that lives, but my Christ lives in me and I live and carry that same express image and likeness of God. That's what our journey is all about. That's what God's systems of advantage are designed to bring us back to. Now, the second advantage here you see in verse 28. He said, be fruitful. And this version here says, increase in number. But if you look at other versions, it says multiply. And that is God's system. God's system does not have addition. He does not say, be fruitful and add to your stock says, be fruitful and multiply the only mathematical operator that he uses for your increase. So when you give, when you tithe, when you pray for others, any form of giving that you do, and he says, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. The same measure that you use, the same mathematical operator that you use, he will put a multiplication in front of it and return it back to you. That is what this multiplication here is. This was always his plan, his blessing. See the second word in verse 28, blessed. The third thing he said here is, let them have dominion. Are you seeing what you started off with? Let them have dominion in the earth realm. Now we know there is spirit realm and there is earth realm. The spirit realm dominion is with God. And in the earth realm, doesn't matter if there are demons or anyone. This is what tells you who has the authority. That authority was stolen, taken away through beguiling. Jesus won it back. And then he put his spirit into us so that we can become back again like what Genesis 1.26 says God made us to be. Carrying his spirit as his temple in his express image and likeness, carrying the same authority and the same power. Then what you speak is as good as him speaking because he says, use my name there. Now his name carries authority in all the realms. In the spirit realm and the earth realm, everywhere. That's another system of advantage. We need to understand these little things so that then when you make your prayer, you know exactly what you are saying. And you know that that result must come. That is when your faith, the faith meter shoots up. It overshoots 
any barriers, any limitations, no amount of doubt can hold back that faith anymore. It will pierce through and break it. No amount of fear can hold it back anymore when you understand what it is. That's where the power of your prayer is. We need to stop looking at powerful preachers and say, oh, wow, every time they pray, they get results. They get results because they understood what God is teaching them. They applied it. They held on to their faith. And most importantly, they stuck close to God. That relationship is the biggest factor in your answered prayer. Do not try to get an answered prayer without God in it. You will never get an answer. You can claim that scripture, speaking it 10,000 times till your tongue gets waxed dry and still get no result. We must pray with understanding. Let's move on to the next benefit. Actually, they are just going back to, to that one. Um, I just want to touch on one more point on um, dominion in the earth realm. When he gave man dominion in the earth realm, even God can't intervene without your permission. That's the kind of authority that you carry. So when he had to bring Jesus in the, into the world, he had to ask Mary for permission. She could have said no. And he would have to then go and ask someone else. In everything, he waits for your permission to intervene in your life. That permission is legal authorization. That is why you hear me saying in our morning encounters as well, thank you God for giving us your legal system of allowing you to intervene in our problems, in our circumstances. That legal system is prayer where you say, Lord, I give you permission out of my will to step into my problem. Now you take over, you come into the earth realm, you take over and you sort it out for me. That is what your prayer is really all about. One side of it. The other one of prayer is just communing with God, which is when you say just, it's not just. It is, but it's what when I say just, it just means purely communing with God. Just relationship, nothing else. No give me this, no give me tea, no give me bread, no give me food, no give me job. Just you and me, two persons, God and me. The other thing to remember here then in the earth realm is no spirit can exist, legally exist in the, in the earth realm without a body. The Bible says every body without a spirit is dead. And every spirit that does not have a body, cannot legally exist, has to exit from this realm. That's the prime reason why demons seek a body, a physical flesh body or a host. When you look at the story in Matthew, Matthew 8, 8, 31 onwards, or even in uh, Mark chapter 5, which talks about the man at the gatherings that had a legion of demons in him. And when they saw Jesus, they knew he was going to cast them out. The demons said, are you come to cast us out before our time? Do not send us away. Send us into the pigs. Why do you think they needed to go into the pigs? Because if they are cast out of his body, they need another body. Otherwise, they can't exist. The next advantage is in the earth realm, all its resources and everything that's available to it. 
the Lord is a maker of them all. He is the owner of them all, but he gave you charge of them. When you look at Genesis 1 verse 11, he made man, if we scroll further up, he made man as the caretaker. of all those resources, a steward, a manager. We must always remember that everything belongs to him. He is the owner. He is the maker. We are the caretaker. We are the manager. We must manage it well. And for that managing it well, all that he says is be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth and then replenish it as well. Now, if we go back to verse 28, See the first sentence in verse 28. It says, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, subdue it. Can you take us to King James Version, brother? Sure. All those resources are available to us. We should not and cannot be mismanaging it. Yeah, see. Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Subdue it means have dominion. You should have authority over it. So those resources as well are, are given to us as an advantage. And then there's another advantage I'd like you, which you probably have not noticed when you read the Bible. Can you scroll a little up, Brother Savio, to verse 19? That's our fifth advantage that we started off with. Um, sorry, just a second. I think it's Genesis 2. I didn't say which, which chapter it is in it. Give me a second. I think it's Genesis. Yeah, Genesis 2. Sorry. So we look at the second part there, which says, whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name of it. Which means Adam had the authority to give them their identity. Giving anything, anyone identity is not for everyone. When a place has to be named, when a street has to be named, even when persons have to be named, anyone and everyone can't anything. It has to follow certain authority, chain of authority, where only those that are authorized can give that identity. Man had that authority to give them identity. That is another of our advantages there that we started off with so this was the starting point now we're not even getting we haven't yet gotten into god's system yet and in all of it what was god really looking for now when he gave us everything see first thing is he gave he didn't say you start you do something i will judge it if you are good then i will give he does that even with us today 
anyone that has been blessed in any circumstance. Before you can give back to him, he gave to you. He first loved, so we must love. He first gave, so we ought to give as well. So what is God really looking for in all of this? He sought a relationship with men. That's the biggest thing. And even today, all he is looking at when he's calling us back into his kingdom is just to restore that relationship that he started off with Adam. See Revelations 3 verse 20 where he says, Behold, I stand knocking at the door. He's waiting for you to open the door and welcome him. Relationship. Matthew 11 verse 28 and 29. I'm, I'm intentionally just going through these verses quickly because if we start projecting each of them on screen, it will take too long. So Matthew 11 verses 28 and 29 where he says, Come to me all you who are burdened and I will give you rest. What is he talking about? He's talking about relationship. And the biggest among them all were Brother Vivek shared in his testimony today as well. John 3.16 God so loved the world that he gave. Relationship. That's all he looked at. What did we do? As man, man chose to disobey. Man chose to turn away. And so we're thrown out of the Garden of Eden. And not just disobedience, man chose to give away his authority over the earth realm. That advantage, that system, that benefit, that authority, give it all to Satan. And Satan held on to it. In many lives, even today, Satan is holding on to that authority. Until the eyes are opened to see the truth. He maintains that authority. This is why Jesus refers to him in John 14.30 as the prince of this world. Who gives him that authority to be prince? We did. By listening to him, being beguiled, turning away from the truth, refusing to listen to the truth. And just doing what he tells us. This is the prime reason why we lift people up in prayer every morning, even in the encounter when we say we pray for those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. They are choosing to listen to the prince of this world and not the king of kings. Nothing can be worse than that. What a sorry state to be in. It saddens and breaks the heart when you think of it that way. Only the truth can set you free. It's the truth in the word and the spirit of truth. God's word and his spirit. That's the only way that stronghold can break. You can be free from it. In the simple way, there is anyone that believes in your heart and confesses with your mouth. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. Confesses with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, shall be saved, shall be delivered. That break, that that authority over you breaks. You have to say it, confess it, believe it with all your heart. What, <clears throat> what did God do there? But he didn't give up on man. The right from Adam, even till today, after all these thousands of years, he still didn't give up 
on man. Right from there, that began the journey of salvation. He set his ordinances, he set his systems in place. He began the journey of salvation. That journey of redemption. And that was a plan that he had right from the foundation of the earth. Revelations 13 verse 8 says, Jesus the Lamb was slain right from the foundation of the earth. So that was God's backup plan. If man by any chance failed to stay with him and things went wrong, things went pear-shaped, then let's go to plan B. Plan B is send Jesus the lamb to make atonement and restore man, bring him back. God was already prepared for, for all kinds of possibilities. What was his plan there? Redeem man from Satan's slavery. Restore him to the glory that we saw there. Genesis 1 verse 26. That same image and likeness. Restore that same abundance. Restore that dominion. In a nutshell, that's all what our journey is all about as well. Bringing you back to that same. That is God's kingdom. The way Adam lived in Eden before the serpent showed up. This time, God is bringing us back into Eden where he's saying, I will tell you what the serpent did there. I will show you through my word all the systems and plans that are available. I will show you how you can be beguiled by the wicked one. So this time, you won't be fooled like Adam. This time, you will have the strength of your word, the truth that sets you free, and the strength of the spirit who shows you through discernment where things are going in a different direction and how to navigate around it. He puts his spirit in us. That's why we are made temples this time. Temple of the living God carrying his spirit. God's system of advantage. Are you seeing how it is transforming there? When we are, when our eyes are open to see that truth. Until you do not realize that truth, we will keep paying the price for that loss even today. We will keep paying the price. That is why we are called again and again and again to read the word, study the word, meditate on that word. That is where your freedom comes. That is where your abundance comes. John 10, 10, Jesus says, I came to give you that abundance. The word himself came explicitly to give you that abundance. That the thief can no longer steal, kill and destroy from you anymore. So what did God do now? Going back to that journey there with Adam. After Adam fell, men started continuing their journey. After Adam, there were further generations. And in all of those, God started identifying men. Separating them out from the rest. What did he do with them? He made covenants with them. He gave them promises. Working his plan of restoration with these that were willing to work with him. Even today, he is looking for people who are willing to work with him. And then he says, now, like he said to Peter... When you are converted, go and help your brothers. He's saying the same thing to you today as well. God is on the lookout 
for people that will work with him for the greater good for the benefit of man of everyone around so what's our next step there then when he gave covenants there that's your next system of advantage what do we need to do we need to know what those covenants are because if god has given us a promise his bible says his word says has he said it and will he not do it heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall not pass Psalm 138 verse 2 says, He has magnified his word above his name. Now his name is above every other name. And he says, My word is more important and valid than that. I guarantee it by that name. Then when you understand what is guaranteed by that name, the covenant that that name guarantees, you can use and call on a performance of that covenant. That's what becomes your system of advantage. That's what our study is all about. Finding what are those things that God said about me that I can go back to him and say, Lord, you said it. And I know if you have said it, you will do it. You will not turn back from your word. So in our study in this series, I'm going to cover a few covenants. The key five key major covenants that are seen in the Bible. And then we'll look at other verses as well. We just, I just would like to touch on uh, a few there. And then that list will be by no means um, exclusive, but it's just to, uh, to get you started to think of how to start looking at what are the, the advantages in the Bible. So when you open your eye to that discernment, and then you can start picking those scriptures there, including them in your prayer saying or speaking them with understanding, heralding the power in your spoken word like we started off today. You must see results. That's what this is all about. So let's start with covenants. And I'd like you to, to think about what really is a covenant. What do you mean by a covenant? Can anyone start typing in the chat? What do you understand by what a covenant is? What do you think is a covenant? Yes, agreement, promise, promises. Yes, they are all, all close. The main thing to remember here is a covenant is a relationship. It's a relationship between two persons or parties. It is not necessarily a contract. It's a promise that they make to work together. Could even be symbiotically together. Where each does something for the other by virtue of that relationship and that understanding that they have. The simplest example of that is husband and wife. In their daily living, there's a lot that they do for each other, which is unwritten code that they follow. And that's what God is looking to have in us. That's why he instituted marriage in the first place. 
to give us an understanding of if you understand what marriage is between two persons, then it's the same kind of relationship that you have with God. And if you can build your relationship with him to that point where it becomes like a marriage then, then the jealous love of God as a husband looks after his wife, protects, provides, that's what God does. That's what you're looking for. There are numerous examples of covenants in, in the Bible as well. A common one is that between so David and Jonathan. There were other covenants between King Solomon and King Hiram of Tyre. Where you know, one did something for the other. With that background now, I'd like to like us to get started on God's covenants with us. And the first covenant, which many don't know, is God's covenant with Abraham. Sorry, not with Abraham. God's covenant with Adam. That's the very first covenant. Most of us, when you say covenant, we, we normally naturally navigate to Noah or Abraham. But the very first one God made was with Adam. When he placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, he sought that relationship with Adam. Now, if we go back to, Brother Savio, can you go back to Genesis 1 verse 28? You see, it says he blessed. And he said, be this, do this. That was his blessing. That was his covenant, where he said, "Man will be prosperous. Man will be. Man will have authority. Man will have dominion." Man didn't do anything to deserve it. He just created man and he blessed him and said, "You rule." The king of both realms giving authority to man and say, here's your authority, you rule, and no one can do anything. Everyone has to listen to you. Look at that. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and every living thing. So that's that was our very first covenant given to us as man by God. And then later, there were other covenants that come. We see that yeah. The reason why I'd like to look at this as a covenant is if you look at subsequent covenants, which when we cover, you will see the same word blessed coming there. That word is key. When he says blessed and this is what you shall be or this is what you shall have, that's more like a promise. It's him through authority saying you shall have this. It's almost like a covenant. And the important thing in all of that is, like we touched on earlier, the same royal priesthood must keep flowing through that journey everywhere. So the royal priesthood was conferred on Adam. And when we go through subsequent covenant, you will see a touch of that same royal priesthood coming in every instance. And that's what we're going to look at. The royal priesthood of 1 Peter 2 verse 9, where he said, you are a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation. But in this covenant here where God gave Adam dominion, what we're seeing on screen there, there was only one caveat, one condition that he put there. Do not eat of the tree 
of the knowledge of good and evil as it would bring the curse of death. Now the Bible depicts it as the fruit that Eve saw that it was good. But you need to look beyond the physical concept of a fruit. It was a body of knowledge. Because when you say it's the tree, it's the source of the knowledge of good and evil. That's when they chose that knowledge and disobeyed God. Man failed to adhere to his covenant. The only condition that God put there for that covenant to stay in place, that blessing to be maintained, retained, including his glory covering Adam. And the minute man failed from that covenant, important thing to remember is, yes, in our very first covenant as man that God made with us, we failed. Or we continue to keep failing. And God keeps continuing to come back to us and say, I will bless. His I will bless is that plan of salvation. So I'm going to look at five such turning points where God kept coming back to man. And we look at it as a whole journey. Now we've started with Adam. We look at it as a whole journey of mankind covered in the Bible. And how at different stages along that journey, different touch points, God kept coming back and saying, let's do something about this. Is this, is this, are you being blessed by what you are receiving today? Can anyone type an amen if you are being blessed? If there's something that, that has touched you today that you have not received earlier. It opened my eyes when I started looking at it a lot more closely and said, Father, now I understand where you are taking me. Why you opened your word to me. So our first one, then today I'll touch upon the first covenant. If we have time, maybe I'll take the first two and then we can do the next three later. The first covenant after Abraham, after Adam now, the next one was the covenant with Noah. But let's start on that. Let's continue on that journey with Adam for context and continuity there. So Adam and Eve, after they failed in their covenant, their first one, the only covenant they had, they failed. They were exiled out of Eden. And then they had Cain and Abel. But the, the sin, that body of knowledge that was introduced into them, that continued to live within them, was transmitted through them to their children. You see, Cain killed his brother. And then in subsequent generations as well, death continued to prevail. It was the curse of that broken covenant that death kept running through the next few generations. Man kept on becoming more and more wicked. Are you seeing that it was not just that one fruit that they ate and they saw it was good. It was some knowledge that they received that was transmitted generations down. And that knowledge is still within us. Until the truth, the light is what we receive. And then we have sessions like what Brother Vivek took last time, when he, last Friday, where he said, we spoke about renewing our mind. That's where we unlearn, we, we unwind all that we have learned from that body of knowledge, all that we have gained. And then we replace it with God's truth. 
God's eternal truth. So in, in many ways now, when you're looking at this year, death prevailing there, the chaos and confusion in man, it was Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 that we started off with. Darkness all around and chaos continued and, and came back once again. And that's what Satan is looking to take us back to every single time. I can see so few people typing some things in the chat there as well on YouTube. I hope that our eyes are open there to see that truth. Call on his name when you understand what is happening here. That darkness must be kicked out of your life. What happened here in this case? God said, I will have to wipe out everything and then make way for a new generation. That is why the flood during Noah's time, where all man would be wiped out, he just identified one, one that he could work with. That was Noah. One man that was willing to be obedient to him and follow his systems. So that that one man with the kind of knowledge and the systems that he was carrying would be the seed for that next generation that would come after all the rest of mankind was wiped out. We see the same thing again with the Israelites. So there again in the wilderness, after they were brought across the Red Sea, they started rebelling against God. And all he did for the next 40 years was cleansing once more. But he did it in a different way. As for now, for here, he identified Noah, worked with him. And after the flood, we see that he introduced, reintroduced his covenants, his promises, just like we're looking at that verse 28 on screen there, God blessed. So, Brother Savio, can you take us to Genesis 8, verse 20, and we'll read 8, verse 20 to 22. Or actually, before going there, let's just go to Genesis 3, verse 17. Just for a little background so that you don't have to go back again before we read the promises. So now, after the floods, everything brought to a restart. He pressed the restart button and there he's giving Noah his new set of covenants promises. But before that here, when Adam failed in his covenant, we see that God cursed the ground. Are you seeing the second part of this sentence? Cursed is the ground for your sake. That's what I want to highlight here because when we look at that, God relented on what he said here. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. He felt bad for that. So now with that background, let's just go to Genesis 8 verse 20 to 22. So this is what God has started now with a fresh journey with Noah. And when he started the same way like with Adam, first thing is his promise. Yes, Brother Savio, go ahead. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took off every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord 
smelled a sweet savor and the lord said in his heart i will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth neither will i again smite smit any more everything living as i have done while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease so when you look at this verse 22 and in adam's case he said curse is the ground for your sake all of these things would or were destined to fail no seed time no harvest that is why it said there and that is why i wanted to take that verse before we got here said in sorrow you will eat all the days of your life because there will be no seed time no harvest no cold no heat everything extreme god felt bad there and he said two things he said here now and this is not even starting with his promise what he what he promised noah the main thing here the first thing is i will not curse the ground it will start its regular cycle of seed time and if you sow a seed it must produce harvest there will be cold and heat meaning there will be seasons there and there will be day and night so he would not curse the ground again ever for man's sake the last sentence of verse 21 there is another thing to note again he said neither will i again smite or kill any more every living thing now notice here before this he brought the floods and every living thing was destroyed in it except those that were in the ark so he's saying never more again will i destroy every living thing on earth so if again man became evil which is what they were in that day of noah the next time now god is he cannot go back on his word here so he cannot destroy every living thing on earth that is what he promised here he will not so next time if he has to do a cleansing he will have to do something else and he did something else that is what we'll see in the case of um abraham which is the next stop in our journey but right now we're still continuing with the promises that he made to noah so can we now go this is the end of chapter 8 let's go to chapter 9 read verse 1 and 2 and then from verse 7 onwards now you see the first three words there again here god blessed let's look at it and then compare it with you know what what we've just seen in the case of adam yes brother sir and god blessed noah and his sons and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea into your hand are they delivered are you seeing genesis 1 verse 28 being 
revisited here again the same way that he blessed Adam when he started that journey saying this is the same fresh start again, restart button. Let's give them the same covenant, the same blessings. Exactly the same thing. And see here in the end, there at the end of second verse, he said, into your hands they are delivered, meaning have dominion. Once again, the fear of you and the dread of you. See verse 2. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every. Remember, there is Satan and there are demons that were thrown down to earth as well. We started off with that in from Revelations 12. Now, they are all present in the earth realm and the fear of you and the dread of you. Who is this you now? The one that he started his journey with once again. Noah. So that again, if this generation propagates and this time around, God was hoping, hopefully, they will continue to retain that glory and live in what I am giving them. Then they will have dominion. They will control. Yeah, let's go ahead and see more blessings there. Now, verse 7 to 17 onwards. You will see him repeating something again there. So all the way down to verse 17. And you be ye fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spoke unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. So now and pay close attention. This is God saying, my covenant now I'm giving you, not only you, but to all your children, your generations that come after you. What is that covenant? Now we're listening to it. And with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark, to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. 
and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh and the bow shall be in the cloud and i will look upon it that i may remember the everlasting covenant between god and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth and god said unto noah this is the token of the covenant which i have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth and that's last those last two verses are very important because you can use them in your prayer he says that i may remember you can put him in remembrance and say lord you made that covenant with our fathers in faith that you will not destroy every living thing that's the power that you can utilize in your prayer and that's the whole point in him giving these covenants to us like there's a there's a very good example of abraham um when god sent his angels to destroy sodom god came to abraham and consulted him and said i'm thinking of destroying sodom why do you think he came to him so that man has an opportunity to negotiate there now we've taken that in our morning encounters as well in the last few days but here what i'm trying to point out is where he's saying so that i may remember my covenant and when he remembers this covenant his promise he will not go back on it he will not destroy it so even in your worst situation where you know you messed up you can say lord remember your covenant i come in surrender i repent and i call on your covenant and this is just one of them now when we start going further you see that the covenants also start intensifying and now those covenants intensify and then you point to those covenants and say lord you said this that's where your prayer becomes powerful brother savio can we go to isaiah 43 verse 26 and this is key because we need to learn to pray with these things pray it in this way so isaiah 43 verse 26 and this is king james version right yeah keep it in king yes. james only this is where your prayer starts becoming more interesting and more powerful now we just saw those last two verses 16 and 17 there in genesis 8 now look at here what is he saying there he said so that i may remember that is the token i have given there what is he saying here put me in remembrance let us plead together declare thou that thou mayest be justified there are a few key words in this first thing is put me in remembrance meaning remind me of what i said to you did i say it you say yes lord in this so and so chapter genesis 8 or genesis 9 verse 16 and 17 you said this when you made a covenant with our father in faith what is he saying further ahead there let us plead let us contend let us argue together and now the next word becomes very important where we keep harping about it command your mornings as well there now here he is saying declare what are you going to do in your prayer declare that based on this scripture you may be justified so when we say by the stripes and wounds of jesus 
I am healed or by his blood, I am redeemed and saved. Declare. That's your declaration. You will be justified. This one verse, very important. I encourage all of you, go back in your place of prayer, meditate on this and then start using it as you would produce your case in the court. So that's the other one I'd like to look at. Isaiah 41 verse 21. He said, let us, let us plead together here, isn't it? Let us argue together, let us contend. So it becomes more like a court case now. You are justifying your case, declaring, justifying. What are we seeing here? Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the King of Jacob. State your case. Bring your strong reasons. Why should I forgive? Why should I let this go? Why should I do what you want me to do? You say, Lord, because your, your word says it. Lord, because you made a covenant with our fathers in faith and in that covenant you said this. Lord, because your word, which is your will, in so and so chapter in this book and in this verse says that now this is where your I confess boldly becomes important. And don't just limit yourself to those I confess boldly scriptures. But that's where you're confessing back to him. You're declaring that you may be justified and say, Lord, based on your word, in the name of Jesus, because he said I can use his name, in his name, I am using this. Because your word says it, and your word also, that you have magnified your word above your name, so you will not go back on it. I know that you will do this. You are not changing because you are not a man. You will not lie. When you understand that, when you hold on to that word, now what happens to your faith is the question I'm putting to you. When you know and you know in your heart, this is the only way, the only outcome that can happen, nothing else, because this is what is said there. And I hold on to it. And I'm not budging on it until you do it. So next time you go back to him and say, Lord, this is what it says. Once again, I'm putting you in remembrance. And I ask for it to be done in the name of Jesus. That's exactly what we're doing even in, in the prayer of agreement, Matthew 18, 19. Your word says where two or three are gathered. So what are we doing? We are gathering. We are releasing our faith, believing as touching upon it. What does that touching upon it means? We believe it to the extent that it is almost real. Then Jesus said this. He promised us. Because those are his words in Matthew 18, 19. My father in heaven will do that for you. This is where the covenant starts to become alive. This is where what he has promised in his word starts to become alive. And that's where your prayer must start. By knowing. Now when you don't know. Then that's what God says. My people suffer because of ignorance. Because of not knowing what I have given them in terms of authority in terms of the advantage, in terms of all those capabilities, in terms of all the extra leeway that no one else is given. And they don't even know what to do with it because they don't know that that will exist. This is why word of God is important. This is where you keep quoting. But in all of this, are you seeing what God's plan 
is you know, we talk about um, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. God has plans to prosper me. When you look in each of these covenants, we saw it just now. What he said to Adam, he said the exact same thing to Abraham. Uh, sorry, to Noah. And then when you look further in the next one, it's, it's almost time. So we won't go into the covenant with Abraham. But when you keep looking at the subsequent covenants as well, it is the same thing being repeated. Be fruitful and multiply. And they keep saying they start with God blessed. He blessed Adam. You saw here with Noah, again, it said Genesis 9, he blessed. Subsequent covenants also, he blessed. So what is Jeremiah 29 verse 11 really, when you see in terms of God's plan for us? It is the same that it always was, never changed. Genesis 1 verse 28. Be fruitful and multiply, subdue and dominate the earth and replenish it. Brother Savio, before we close, can we go to um, John 10.10? 10? Keep this, this blessing in mind there and now look at John 10.10. 10. The second the half. You can read only the second yeah. half of it. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Are you seeing that Genesis 1 verse 28 in this sentence here? Jesus came. Came for what? To restore that same abundance, that same be fruitful and multiply, that same subdue and dominate the earth and replenish it. And have it more abundantly. Life. That you not be under any kind of bondage where you can't live this kind of life where you are fruitful. That's a measure of what life really is in his standards. One that is fruitful, one that is productive, one that is able to multiply, that is not limited in any way, one that carries authority, is not under anyone's control, one that is not living under someone else's terms but his own. The only one that he looks up to is God and no one else. That is life in abundance. No one else has any authority or any power over him. That is what we confess in our I confess boldly as well. The very first one we say, I am the body of Christ. Satan, sin, sickness, disease, you have no power over me and no place in me. This is key for you to understand what is the purpose of all these covenants? What am I really looking to gain here? What is God really looking to give me out of it? And how can I now use that in my prayer to claim it? That is the whole point we're looking to understand in this, this topic, God's systems of advantage. Now, next week, we'll touch on the next one in the journey, that's the Abrahamic covenant. We saw here today that um, God said now after the floods, he said, no more will I ever introduce floods and destroy the earth. So now what is he going to do next? That is where he kept looking for the next man and the one he found there was Abraham. So we'll touch on that story of Abraham and the covenant that God made with him and how he looked at ways where without flooding the whole earth and destroying every human being and every living thing for that matter, he would still introduce his chosen people 
his royal priesthood, his holy nation. Through Adam, he wanted to do it. Through Noah, he wanted to do it. Where you saw, he said to them, you and your seed. At the beginning of Genesis, sorry, at the beginning of Genesis 9, verse 2. You and your seed, which means you and your generations shall carry this blessing. His royal priesthood, his chosen people, his holy nation. That's the whole point that he kept looking to do, separate a people to himself and then reintroduce, come back to me with all your heart. Let's rebuild our relationship once again. And let me reintroduce to you what you once lost, your dominion, your authority, your abundance. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we keep meditating on these things that you are showing us, the light that you are shedding into our lives, let our prayer life be strengthened. Lord, fill us with that spirit of boldness to speak out, understanding our authority. And Brother Vivek has taken a teaching on how to activate that spiritual authority. If you have missed it, Please go back onto our YouTube page and listen to it. Father, let your light shine through the words that are spoken there. Because your words are spirit and they are life and you speak through your servants. And when we listen to, when each of us listen to that, you touch our hearts in a way like never before. You pour out revelations that are not even spoken in that word there and we just know it in our heart. You give us that understanding. I ask God for that understanding, that wisdom to come into each of these lives today that are being blessed by whatever you are showing us. So that when we stand on your word there, when you anoint our head with your oil, then our cup runs over in every direction. There is only overflow. You are that God of overflow. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Thank you all for attending the session tonight. And if you are being blessed by this session, do share the recordings. We shall put it up on all our channels shortly, hopefully tomorrow morning itself, and share it with them. And if you are being blessed, you are using these the learnings from the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group through whichever session you receive them. If you are using them in your life and experiencing the blessing there, please come back next Friday and testify. That testimony is not only about you, it is about blessing others by what you have learned. Just like he said to Abraham, you are blessed to be a blessing. That blessing is for every one of us, not just Abraham. Let us use it. Thank you, everyone. Be blessed. Have a good night. And we shall see you again in um, tomorrow morning's encounter. Praise God. Thank you all. Thank you, Brother Savio. Thank you, Sister Shani, for the powerful uh, the powerful intercessory worship session as well. Have a Thank good night. You, Thank you, brother.